Now is a great time to replace your worn-out windows during the Renewal by Anderson 25-Year Savings Event. Upgrade your home today. Buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Plus, get 12 months with no interest, no money down, and no payments. Call now. Get four windows and get the fifth one free. Installation and warranty included. Renewal by Anderson takes every CDC-recommended safety precaution to protect your family. For 25 years, people have trusted us for their window replacement needs, and you can too. Call now to learn about our buy four, get the fifth one free window replacement offer. 800-413-6992 That's 800-413-6992 Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid in full within 12 months. We've adjusted our operations to serve you safely following all CDC guidelines. Visit RenewalByAnderson.com for details. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. It is Sunday, and you know what that means. Actually, what I should say is, it's January 4th in Japan, and you know what that means. Yes, today, night one of Wrestle Kingdom. Tomorrow night, night two. Here's a plan, everybody, for those of you that are subscribers to WrestlingObserver.com. Tonight, Dave and I are going to go late. I do not think we're going to watch the whole show before we get started. I think that would be a disaster. But I think we're going to watch at least a few hours of the show. Then we'll do tonight's Observer Radio. Tomorrow night after Raw, we'll review Raw and the full first night of Wrestle Kingdom. And then after that, we'll review the rest of it on a different day. Because obviously night one is the important night. It's the big night. We don't even know what's going on on night two. We know some of the card, but we don't know who's going to be in the IWGP title match, etc. So that's the plan as of right now. You know how things go. Plans change. The shows are starting at midnight Pacific. So if we watch the entire show and then do a show... I mean, I'll have the complaints. Why is this in the wrong RSS? And Dave called Ibushi uh, Iata or whatever. Gonna do the best we can. So that's the plan. But anyway, we can preview both of the shows here today. We've also got a lot of news, a lot of stuff going on. SmackDown. Did you watch SmackDown? I did, unfortunately. If you're a fan of Heat, I mean, you probably are if you're still watching because that's all you get is Heat. But nothing but incessant Heat on the show. Coming a week after, a whole bunch of babyfaces got big wins. So we'll talk about SmackDown here today. The ratings, even though they don't mean anything, they mean a lot to a lot of people, except this week. We can talk about that. And uh, much, much more as well. So we'll take your phone calls a little bit later on. If you'd like to, give us a call. I'll give you that number in a bit. For now, text messages, 425-780-7566 is the phone number. So uh, back in a moment with Mike Sempervivi to kick it off, Wrestling Observer Live. Airline.
airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851 Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-410-4771. 800-410-4771. That's 800-410-4771. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. I'm Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Yes, everybody, tonight is Wrestle Kingdom. We're going to get in that in a moment. But first off, I want to offer best wishes to a couple of people. Mick Foley has announced he has tested positive for COVID-19. Foley said he had tested positive following a December 12th virtual signing event. Which, of course, led everybody to ask, how do you get COVID at a virtual event? Well... You go somewhere, and there's another one or two guys there that are running the show. And unfortunately, he took his mask off, and apparently one of those guys had COVID, and he ended up with it. Now, the good news is that 
Based on the timeline here, it looks like he's probably through the worst of it. So, one way or the other, best wishes to Mick Foley. And also, Mystico and his girlfriend, Carolina Rodriguez, have tested positive for COVID-19. He started showing symptoms on December 27th. So, he's probably right in the thick of things right now. So, the entire family got together on Christmas Day. Roosh and his family all tested. So far, they're negative. Dragon Lee and his family also getting tested. So, best wishes to all of them. Stay safe, everybody. Tonight, we got the Tokyo Dome. And believe it or not, and I guess, I guess I should believe this. Do you remember, Mike, a few days ago, we had this big argument back and forth about the Rambo? And you I... argued it was the Rambo, and I kept explaining no, on our front page it's spelled Rambo. Like, the guy, Rambo? Well, yeah. here on Wikipedia, it is also Rambo. Bro, he's got to show up. With, with an N or an M? An M. Okay. They've got the New Japan Rambo as the opening match here. 22 men to determine who will challenge for the provisional King of Pro Wrestling Trophy on night two. There will be four winners. A battle royal with four winners. So... We'll see how that goes. We got Hiromu and Phantasmo for the IWGP Junior title. Taichi and Zack Sabre Jr. versus Gorillas of Destiny for the tag titles. Kenta versus Sadoshi Kojima for the U.S. Championship Challenge Rights Certificate, which I have a feeling this certificate could change hands like 30 times before that title actually gets defended, but that's another matter entirely. Tanahashi and the great Okan. Okada versus Will Ospreay. And Naito will be facing Kota Ibushi for the IWGP and the IWGP Intercontinental titles. That is the show tonight. It starts at 3 a.m. Eastern, midnight Pacific. Obviously, only six matches on the main show, so it's not going to go all night. We got two nights we got to do here, but still, you're probably looking at about a three-hour show here tonight, I would say. Any thoughts on tonight's show, Mike? Pretty excited for it uh, when you have matches like Naito and Ibushi and Okada and Osprey and I mean e- even Hiromu and uh, and and Phantasmo. I mean these are going to be really great matches inside the ring. Uh, it'll be fascinating to see what they decide to do for Naito and Ibushi. Just seems to be for me. I'm not sure how much more you can get out of Naito. It seems like it's Ibushi's time, so we'll see who finishes up these next couple of days with the IWGP title. I think it's going to be Ibushi, but no matter what, uh, either Naito or Ibushi against Jay White's a great matchup. No matter how you cut it inside the ring, it's probably going to be extremely good. So, you know, it doesn't feel like your normal Tokyo Dome uh, two days or, or day. You know, it's been two days since last year, so I guess that's going to be the norm now. So it doesn't feel like it, it should because of the circumstances we're under, but Hopefully they have some ambiance in there. Hopefully it feels like a Tokyo Dome show. It sounds like it. And uh, certainly the match quality, we hope, is there. We also got night two, which is two stardom matches kicking off. Dark matches. I don't think you're going to see those on New Japan World. We got the four-way for the Provisional King of Pro Wrestling 2021 trophy. Desperado and Yoshinobu Kanemaru versus Taguchi and Master Wato for the IWGP Junior Tag Team titles. Shingo versus Jeff Cobb for the Never Open Way title. 
Evil versus Sonata, Taiji Shimori versus the winner of the Hiromu versus El Fantasmo match, and either Naito or Ibushi will be defending both of those belts against Jay White. That is night two. Thank you, Mike. Uh, I wasn't sure if you wanted to add anything there about night two. What are you looking for here? What, what do you want me to say? Jay White against the winner, like I said, of Naito and Okada on night two is going to be a great match because everybody in there is a great worker. Uh, will it be a great result or not? We'll see. You know, Jay White coming out of this is great for heat, but it's not going to be great Oh, we'll for talk heat. Else. Don't worry about that. It's, uh, it's more of a WWE thing to do, but, uh, you know, the, I, Jay White doesn't need this title right now. Again, I know some people will debate over whether Naito had his, you know, best shot or not. And he had, was tied in with Evil this year, which didn't even, uh, which didn't work out well. But again, coming out of these two days with Ibushi as champion, I think is the way to go. The same way I think coming out of this with Hiromu Takahashi as the junior heavyweight champion is the way to go. I think he's going to get the win over Phantasmo and then go on and defeat Ishimori on night two. We'll have to see how that shakes out and how that goes. And another, Interesting match is Sonata and Evil, the former IWGP champion and Sonata, who holds a victory over Kota Ibushi, but does not seem like somebody New Japan's wanted to push into their top six on a regular basis. He gets the win over Evil here. He's certainly in line for an IWGP title shot and may uh, be some good tidings for Sonata if he does get the win here for uh, his 2021. See, I knew you had something to say. That's why Thanks, I paused. Brian. You're such a professional. You yes. do such a great job. Thank you. I hear yeah. that a lot. You know what else I hear a lot? Sometimes I hear people say, why do you talk about the same stuff all the time? Well, the reason I talk about the same stuff, like heat, if you guys knew how many emails and text messages I got between Friday and today about heat on SmackDown, I mean, I don't even know what to tell you. This show, I got emails about two things, Okay. One of them was the incessant heat on the show and how big a geek Kevin Owens is. And the second was Sonya Deville's absolute nothing return. Well, I can't really talk about the latter because it was such a nothing happening return that I didn't even see it. So I knew it was happening. I watched the show. The show ended. I realized I didn't even see it. So apparently she was walking. Did I miss anything? I think that's what happened. Now, as far as Kevin Owens goes, this poor bro, I spared y'all the bloke, he got beat up again. This guy comes out at the beginning of the show, and Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns, the top heel, cuts the same promo we're all thinking in our head. Buddy, just go away. All that ever happens is you get beat up. Just give up and go do something else. But no, Kevin Owens has to come out. And tonight he wants a match with Jey Uso, okay? So he goes backstage, and he runs into Adam Pierce. And he goes, I want a match with Jey Uso. Adam Pierce goes, I can't give you that match, Kevin. And you know why. I thought, I don't know why. Why can't you give this guy this match? I have no idea why he didn't give this guy this match. So they banter back and forth, and... Pierce says, all right, fine. You can have anybody on the roster except Jey Uso. So this fool goes, well, I want Ke- I want, I want Roman Reigns. Adam goes, why are you making my life so difficult? They banter some more, and finally Pierce goes, fine. You can have Jey Uso. 
I still don't know why he didn't want to give him Jey Uso. So they go out there for the main event. Apparently, the show that Adam Pierce booked, they didn't have a main event, but he still didn't want to book a main event. So they go out there for this main event. Kevin Owens beats this guy up, and he pins him with a stunner. And I look at the clock. There's nine minutes left on the show. You know what that means? Sure enough, out comes Roman Reigns. And they beat on him. 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 And finally they throw him off the stage. And they kill him at the end of all of this beating. I'm sure next week he'll be back for yet another beating. We can talk about this heat and the SmackDown rating after the break and more. Wrestling Observer Live. Hello and welcome back to the Ronnie Deutsch Tax Program. On the line is Paul from California. Hi, Paul. What's your tax problem today? Hi, Ronnie. Love your show. Listen, I've got a big problem. You see, my paycheck was garnished last week. I'm only getting half the normal amount. To make matters worse, the IRS froze my bank account. Listen, I'm embarrassed and scared. I need some help. Listen, Paul, you don't need to feel embarrassed. You just need some tax help. And the great news is the IRS has some unbelievable programs that can eliminate your tax debt so you don't have to worry about having your paycheck garnished or your bank levied. Doesn't that sound great? It sure does, Ronnie. Then do yourself a huge favor and get a free consultation right now and tell them the tax lady sent you. 855-715-5721. That's 855-715-5721. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past two years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. One million dollars of coverage is only $75 per month, level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rates for 20 years. And if you're a smoker, we have great rates for you as well. At the Term Lifeline, we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above. So if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call right now for a free quote. Rates and availability may vary by state. Sample rate quotes are based on preferred non-tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify. 800-807-1981. 800-807-1981. That's 800-807-1981. Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contracts. We're offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. So if you're fed up with the maintenance fees that keep on coming and want to learn if you can terminate your timeshare legally and permanently, call today. Even if you've tried before and were unsuccessful in getting rid of your timeshare, call today and see if we can 
can help. We offer a complete 100% unconditional client satisfaction guarantee. Make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all. You have nothing to lose, so call right now to qualify and receive a free consultation. 800-880-7167. 800-880-7167. That's 800-880-7167. Paid for by Airtime Media. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. I'm Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Let's talk about the fun parts of my job here. Every week. Every week. All Saturday long I hear, why don't you post those SmackDown ratings? Even though I say the same thing every time, well, the ratings will go up for SmackDown on Tuesday because... The Saturday numbers are the overnights. They're almost always lower than the final number. So why bother? But everyone, where's the SmackDown numbers? Why do they want the SmackDown numbers? Well, because they're so much higher than AEW. So they want to just be crazy. So I knew this was going to happen. It happened exactly as I anticipated. Last week... SmackDown follows an NFL game that does eight digits. Over 10 million viewers for this game. SmackDown airs immediately afterwards. It does a very good number. Now, I would like to preface this by saying that I would really like it if SmackDown did 4 million viewers every week. I'd like it even more if they did 5 million. Because if they did 4 or 5 million viewers every week, I'd probably be doing this show from some Hawaiian island that I own. But instead, they're where they're at. But the show does a great number. I go on Twitter, and everybody is so excited. Look at how well this great show did. Man, they booked a great show, and the numbers are great. Just living in fantasy land. Well, this week, coincidentally, SmackDown is going head-to-head with the game. And they get beaten solidly. Under 2 million viewers. These same people that celebrated the great number of SmackDown last week, now they're like, Brian, you're going to ignore this going head-to-head against football? How do these people live with themselves? How do they go through life? The real number will come in Tuesday, everybody. But that's what the number was. It was under 2 million viewers. Obviously... If you don't live in fantasy land, last week's great number was boosted by the NFL, and this week's not-so-great number was hurt by the NFL. That's just the facts. You can throw out last week's number, and you know what? You can throw out this week's number as well. Or you can live on the moon. It's up to you. guess if you're looking for something to hit your wagon to, if you're a big WWE apologist, uh, SmackDown's 0.5 rating, uh, in 18 to 49 was the number one, uh, rating in 18 to 49, uh, in, in that demo across all of the networks. Now that can be counterbalanced by the fact that year over year, uh, the, you're still down 
forget about what you're down 18 to 34 or 18 to 49. Just overall, you're down 20%. So I wouldn't be bragging about anything when it comes to ratings in WWE. I know everybody really wants to, to hitch their wagon to that and plant their flag, you know, if they have a, a battle to fight. But I, I still wouldn't be fighting this battle, and I wouldn't be uh, in glee over what AEW does when your own ship has got holes in it. That's just me. This person here says, didn't they advertise the return of Seth Rollins on the first SmackDown of 2021? Completely backed off at the last second and other false. Listen, I will give them the benefit of the doubt on this one because he just became a dad. And granted, I'm pretty sure that I did a radio show the night that my daughter was born, but we were all at the house. I was upstairs. They were in the other room. If I would have had to leave and go do a show and travel, I can't even imagine. So I will give them the benefit of the doubt on that one. I'm sure he will be back soon. 50 million texts here about Kevin Owens. Let's see if I can find one text about the Tokyo Dome. Let's see. Really? Kevin Owens is that much more important than the Tokyo Dome? Here well, we go. He did suffer a spinal contusion. I got one. Kevin here. I saw John Pollock. Went with Minoru Suzuki for the Wrestler of the Year. Do you think he maintained enough of his earlier momentum and fantastic G1 to win? Well, he won't win. I think there's zero chance that Suzuki's actually winning the Wrestler of the Year. If you want to vote for him for Wrestler of the Year, I mean, it may have been his best year ever, but I don't know if I could say he was the Wrestler of the Year. I guess you could say Most Outstanding Wrestler of the Year. That's wide open. There were many outstanding wrestlers. But I think. I guess. I mean, this is one of those years where if you're a big women's wrestling supporter and you're a big stardom fan, if you wanted to vote for somebody there for wrestler of the year, I mean, fine. You could do that. You know, you could do it in any year you wanted to. But, you know, 2020 is so wide open that, you know, if you wanted to vote for Kento Miyahara or whoever, you know, from all Japan, or if you wanted to vote for somebody, this is going to be the year. If we're going to get some surprise winners, uh, in, in some of these categories, this is certainly going to be the year we're, we're going to see it with everything uh, as bizarre as it was. Person says he's torn between Moxley or McIntyre for Wrestler of the Year. Well, my thought is, I'm a huge, gigantic fan of Drew McIntyre. However, the big difference here is that if you look at WWE and their business year over year, I mean, it's not that great. AW had like a fantastic year in terms of they signed a brand new TV deal. Their numbers are, are where they were before there was a pandemic. I mean, they're doing very, very well. And they had one singular champion that was in charge of that promotion. And that's John Moxley. Whereas McIntyre, it, I mean, I love McIntyre, but it doesn't matter who the champion was. If you take out Drew McIntyre and you had a Randy Orton champion that entire period, they would have done literally exactly the same. They also have two champions. He's champion of one brand. They got the champion of the other brand. So who was more valuable to the company? Who presided over, like actually presided over as the top guy, their company? Well, it was Moxley. It wasn't Drew McIntyre. And that's nothing against Drew McIntyre. I think he's great. But that's why I would vote for Moxley of those two. Yeah, I mean that that's fair. That's absolutely fair. And I know some people will point to the the you know, especially the Omega matches. They didn't like the match with Kenny Omega, but 
he had the Butcher and Darby Allen. I mean, you know, the Butcher wasn't all that great, but Darby Allen was pretty good. Eddie Kingston, I thought, was good, although I guess that's polarizing, too. And I guess it just really just comes down to what you like out of your wrestler. If you like Drew McIntyre, if you like that presentation, I mean, that that's fine. I mean, you take both those guys, you compare them to some other people, maybe in Japan or something like that, you're going to have people that... You know, give you completely different ideas. I'm, you know, when it comes to the year end voting, uh, I just throw my hands up. It's like, you know, when people are like, well, what was the match of the year? I don't know. There were like 10 of them that were really good that were all very close together. And it's just your personal preference. I, I know they're fun to banter about and everything, but you know, I would rather the prediction show is more fun to me than trying to figure out and parse out, you know, who's, who was the wrestler of the year, this outstanding, this person, that person. I know some people love it. It's just really never been for me. All right, so everyone is asking about the prediction show. Chat, email here. Here's the deal. I promise that there will be a prediction show this week, okay? I was going to do it today and tomorrow, but quite frankly, especially if you look at the numbers on, on Twitch, I mean, Sunday is our least watched day, so I didn't want to do Sunday. Monday, I could have done, but two problems. Number one, the Tokyo Dome is tonight and tomorrow, and so we'd be completely ignoring New Japan's biggest show of the year if we did it tomorrow. And the other issue is that between three shows today, watching Saturday night's main event, watching the Tokyo Dome, I don't have time to re-listen to last year's show. I haven't had time yet. I gotta, I gotta re-listen to it. I gotta write down all the predictions. I gotta go through and find out who actually got it right and wrong. I gotta do all of that. There's no yeah. way I can have that done Wait a by second. tomorrow. Wait a second. You're going to be doing that? You're not just gonna dump that off on somebody else? Well, I have dumped it off before, but no, I'm not dumping it off. I didn't do it last year either. I went through all of them personally myself last year. And I'm gonna probably end up doing it again this year. But, because of news, and obviously Tuesday, there's gonna be Raw, Wednesday's AWNXT, Thursday we talk about the shows. I would say that the most likely day is Friday, this coming Friday, for the prediction show. But I will let you know more. But it will happen, absolutely, positively, without question, this coming week. So if you had your big prediction about the Tokyo Dome, too bad, buddy. Do it for next year's Tokyo Dome. Got it? Fair. As much as I love the Gargano segments with Black Cat blocking the ways way, Johnny breaking the mirror, NXT has too much comedy, especially considering Gargano is the second biggest champion of that promotion. Some people say AEW is comedy all the time. NXT has way more geeks, if you count in the dozens. Yes, that is true. If you want to argue that, knock yourself out. But there are so many ha-ha geeks right now at NXT. And one of them, and I love... Johnny Gargano. I love the guy. He's a great wrestler. He's funny as hell. But right now, he's a North American champion. And he's a comedy geek at the moment. And he beat another guy who was a comedy geek. So, yes, obviously it can be rehabbed. But as a fan, I feel like this is a little bit above our truth right here. That's what I feel about the North American title. I don't care. I don't care at all about this title. It's just being flipped around among comedy geeks. I want a champion to win this. A winner, I want to beat some dudes and make this title mean something again. Dude, it's it's not just Gargano, it's everybody. It's just that main roster style of goofy comedy and and stupid performer. Or, you know, that's how they're presented is, you know, goofballs. And unfortunately, I mean, look how they brought Austin Theory back. 
you know, he's there goofing around with Gargano in Christmas episodes, and, and he's the, the future breakout star. This is the guy who couldn't win any matches. Give me a break. Back in a moment, Observer Live. Rates have dropped to near all-time lows. At ClearPath Lending, rates are as low as 1.75% on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage, 1.986% APR. Call ClearPath Lending, 844-800-3205. Loan officers are standing by. ClearPath Lending at 844-800-3205. Loans not available in all states. 1.75% rate, 1.986% APR. Subject to 800 minimum FICO score and includes up to two discount points. Other restrictions apply. Call 888-855-6361 or visit clearpathlending.com for details about credit costs, terms, and license information. ClearPath Lending Incorporated. 15615 Alton Parkway, Suite 300, Irvine, California, 92618. NMLS ID number 936436. Loans made or arranged pursuant to a California financing law License number 603J783 in California. Equal housing opportunity lender. Call now and save thousands. 844-800-3205. Now is a great time to replace your worn out windows during the Renewal by Anderson 25 year savings event. Upgrade your home today. Buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Plus, get 12 months with no interest, no money down, and no payments. Call now. Get four windows and get the fifth one free. Installation and warranty included. Renewal by Anderson takes every CDC-recommended safety precaution to protect your family. For 25 years, people have trusted us for their window replacement needs, and you can too. Call now to learn about our buy four, get the fifth one free window replacement offer. 800-413-6992. 800-413-6992. 800-413-6992. That's 800-413-6992. Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid in full within 12 months. Other conditions apply. We've adjusted our operations to serve you safely following all CDC guidelines. Visit RenewalByAnderson.com for details. Here's an important COVID-19 school system update for your local area. If you're concerned about your child's education, please pay close attention to this message. The current school systems were not set up for at-home learning. If you're worried that your child may not be getting the grades they need to get ahead, may be losing self-confidence, or you're worried about them getting into a good college because of their grades, help is available to you. Call Grade Potential Tutoring. They can help with in-home or online tutoring and help your child with any subject and every grade level, even for test prep. They're experts in the home tutoring and online tutoring field and confident they can help you and your child get better grades today. Call now for your free consultation. 800-693-8290. That's 800-693-8290. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Of the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Uh, Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. First here says, definitely a lot of heat with the Kevin Owens deal. It's pretty sad. On the bright side, the right squad and Daniel Bryan are still getting wins. I hope these pay off with title shots at some point. Daniel Bryan match was awesome. 
That was a great match on SmackDown. So if you need to watch one thing, watch that. I like that the right squad is getting wins, but like they've been getting wins, and we literally had a multi-team tag team title match last week, and they weren't even involved. So, whatever. I'm sure they'll get their shot at Royal Rumble or something like that, but there's a way to do this wrestling thing and not have me as a viewer have to feel like an idiot. It's not what's being done right now, but... This person says, after getting more heat in that last segment, SmackDown draws below 2 million viewers. Well, as noted, has nothing... I, I shouldn't say it has nothing to do with the quality of the show. I was ready to turn it off at some points, but this was competition. But he adds, will Graves and Cole be bragging about this number next week on commentary? They did brag about last week's number on commentary. That was funny. No, they will not brag about this week's low number on commentary next week. That I can guarantee. Well, the phone lines are packed, so let's do this. Dagan's here, patiently waiting. Dagan, what's going on? Hey, guys. Uh, Happy New Year to Brian and Mike and the Twitch homies. I uh, wanted to talk some more about the Tokyo Dome shows, which I'm super hyped for. Um, and one of the matches that's most intriguing to me is uh, Will Ospreay versus Okada. And I would think that Ospreay and pretty much everybody in his group, with maybe the exception of Great Okan, would probably go over in the Tokyo Dome. They seem like they're being booked as a pretty you know, menacing uh, group. Uh, so I just wanted to get your thoughts on that and... Uh, yeah, that's all I got for you guys today. All right, I want to thank you very much for the call. Osprey absolutely should go over Okada on this show, I think. Whether he will, I don't know. I, I do not want to see the great Okan beat Tanahashi, just for my own edification, but he probably will. Well, he will. shouldn't. He shouldn't beat Tanahashi. You know, to me, this is a where you want to give Tanahashi a W here, especially because this is going to be going on right before Okada and Osprey, and I'm with you. Osprey definitely needs the victory here. Okan just has to look good. You know, he, he's just almost by just standing there uh, in, in this type of uh, scenario, in this atmosphere, Tanahashi alone is going to be worth three and a half stars just with a ring entrance. So it's how good they can go from there. And all he's, like I said, all he's got to do is look good. I think Osprey gets the victory against Okada. And I think you could absolutely see Jeff Cobb. Uh, take the never title from Shingo on night two. I don't know if that's going to be the case, but it, it seems like it's, it's obvious and right there and wouldn't be the worst idea in the world, uh, to, to jumpstart him as a, being the, a member of this group and not miss anything match quality wise because, you know, Shingo would get a rematch there and anybody that Shingo is, can be matched up against in a great match. You can put Jeff Cobb in there when, with us too, uh, too. Ryan, my friend, don't be an idiot. You're on the air. What's going on? I have a question about uh, wrestling reporters. Has anyone ever gotten as much trouble as Bruce Mitchell for writing his story? And what was that story? Well, I want to thank you very much for the call. Is so you're going to ban uh, you're going to ban uh, my man for calling in about the gambler with Bro. Lance uh, with Lance Storm, but you continue on with Ryan and Cumberland. Hold calls on a minute. Stuff like that. Hold Go on ahead. a minute. Hold on a second. <laughs> that guy called in, and he made a gambler joke, okay? Which wasn't funny. It has happened multiple times, okay? No, Ryan, in the uh, hold on a second. phone call has been funny or entertaining. I went, it only is to you. I went on Twitch, <laughs> and I said, bro, it was, it's not even funny. And you know what he said? 
It's not supposed to be funny. Okay, so what was the point then? Just to bother me? You know what I'm saying? Well, boy, would, wouldn't you hate to be around somebody that just does things intentionally to bother somebody else? Wouldn't I'm around you all the time, Mike. What a, what a, I, what a, what I a gimmick it. thing to do. What a gimmick thing to do. Wouldn't that be? Anthony, you're on the air. What's going on? Brian, Mike, Happy New Year. Love you guys. Hey, I don't know why you're so upset about Johnny Gargano, Brian. I mean, this is just a dry run for his main roster trip, but I digress. Uh, I wanted to talk about Wrestle Kingdom and the main event. Last year, well, actually, oh my God, it was this year. It's been so long. The um, Kota Ibushi main event with Okada and Jay White. Do you remember he lost both of those matches and looked dejected at the end? And everyone was wondering, where is this going? And then he just goes and wins the G1 again. Uh, he's got to be winning because he faced Jay White at the Tokyo Dome last year. And if you know New Japan, they're all about long-term storylines and liking to run it back. He's got to beat Naito and beat Jay White because I can't see them doing it where he loses twice at the Tokyo Dome back-to-back years. And he's kind of on a losing streak. So I want to get your thoughts on who's going to win both of those matches in the main events. Okay, here's the deal, bro. Okay. Normally, my gut would say Ibushi's winning tonight and he's winning tomorrow. Okay? However, Naito has pretty much said that his goal is to be able to win at the Tokyo Dome and celebrate. Because he won at the Tokyo Dome last year. He did not get a chance to celebrate. Then he won it back at a baseball stadium. And I guess... That celebration wasn't enough for him, even though he definitely got to celebrate there. So, I mean... He had to suffer through evil to do it, though, so you know, he, he probably deserves another celebration. Of these two men, okay, Ibushi and Naito, what is more likely? That Ibushi could end up winning next year after a multi-year journey? Or that Naito is going to somehow win it again at a Tokyo Dome one of these days? He might... But, I mean, he had his year, and I what I think is going to happen is I think he's going to beat Ibushi, and I think he's going to beat Jay White as well. I could be wrong, but that's my gut. You could absolutely do that. You could absolutely do that by saying, you know, Naito, we all got ripped off last year, you know, and maybe they have a plan in place where they want to – to do a reset and have night. I just don't think you accomplish enough. I think you've seen so much with Naito there that you don't have to drop him out of your top six or top eight people. You know, you, you don't have to drop him completely out of the mix here, but it's time, I think, for him to give that title up and Abushi winning it now going on and closing the circle on last year's dome shows, losing to Naito and losing to Jay White. Uh, to me, I think it's just it's time to pull this trigger, and you can do a lot of things if Ibushi wins tonight with Jay White that include maybe evil coming out because of the whole drama with the Bullet Club that's still you know there. There, there's a lot of different things you can do here. I just I think it's time to kind of move on. I think this is perfect time for Ibushi. I don't think Naito needs the title. He sells enough merchandise, and there's a million things you can do with him. There's some new things you can do with him, including in a tag team situation. I would love to see him kind of give his body a rest, although you know some people wouldn't like that. But him in a tag situation with somebody else, 
from LIJ uh, to freshen up the tag division, I don't think it would be the worst idea in the world. And with Jay White, it's the same way. Jay White, you can't beat him forever. He can't just keep having short title reigns or in big moments always take the L. But for right now, you can absolutely do that. So I just think of the three scenarios you can you can try to make hay out of all three, and I think there's there's pros and cons to doing that. I just think you have more cons by not pulling the trigger on Ibushi right now. You know what I would have done? I'm going to put on my ghetto hat. Your ghetto hat? You heard me. I actually have a Liger hat. So, Ibushi wins the G1. He gets screwed out of his briefcase. We find out at the very last second there's two Tokyo Domes this year. We need a main event for both nights. God. Here we so go. what you had, what you should have done, and by the way, there's all of this makes sense in storyline. You should have had Naito go out and say, you know what? I've been complaining for a year. What am I? Am I a unified champion or am I defending two belts? Like, what's going on? He's, he's already said he wants to defend both of these belts. So instead of saying, I'm going to defend against Ibushi for the IWGP and Intercontinental Championships on night one. On night one, Ibushi, you got, you won the G1, but you got screwed. You're going to headline this Tokyo Dome with me on night one for the Intercontinental title. And I'm going to defend the IWGP title the night before. Easy. So Ibushi wins on night one. He gets the Intercontinental title. Naito wins on night two. He gets his big celebration in the Tokyo Dome. But Ibushi has beaten Naito, and so you can still continue on with that storyline because Ibushi still wants his IWGP heavyweight title. Then Naito can have his celebration. You don't have to beat Ibushi. The only guy that really loses here is Jay White, which is fine because he's a heel. He'll be fine. And away you go into 2021. Would that have been so hard? I think we already litigated that enough uh, and talked about it enough. I'm fine with the way that they did things, but uh, I'm, uh, that's with the impression or being under the impression that Kota Ibushi would come out of this with the belts. How they have played this story, if he doesn't come out of this with the belts, then I would say any other scenario, uh, any other story probably could have made more sense, but with the way that they laid this whole thing out with so many callbacks to last year from so many times at Ibushi this year, whether it be over in Tanahashi or, or right down the line, you know, the way they have played this, their hand to this, then Ibushi comes out of this with the belts. I mean, I just sometimes it's that simple where you build to a certain point, you give the people what you want, what they want, you give the people the payoff that you've been building to. You don't need the swerve. You don't need the heat. And how they laid out the story, which I was, you know, completely fine with what they did. Abushi's got to come out with the belts. If if White or Naito come out with the belts, then yeah, you could go back and retro fantasy book anything that you want because how they laid this story out, to me, there's no other answer besides Abushi. Yes, John. Happy New Year, Brian. How you doing today? I'm doing great, John. What's going on? You only got about got two minutes till the break, so you better go quick for once. Well, well my question is this. What is the plans for the the U.S. bill? Is Moxie when is Moxie going to be able to go there? I just want to know: is he there right now, or no, is he still no. in the United States? He well, I, I mean, know. listen, anything is possible, John. But I mean, he's scheduled. He was scheduled to be on Dynamite Live last Wednesday, but then Brody Lee passed away, and they redid the entire show, and so he wasn't there. He's now scheduled to be there 
this Wednesday. So, listen, I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's impossible that he decided that he was going to go to Japan. But I would say with 99% certainty that John Moxley is not going to appear in either of these Tokyo Dome shows. Now, the, the his title, totally different matter. Nobody knows anything. Nobody knows anything right now. He has not been stripped because he's never been booked in a championship match. That's that's what happened with, I think it was Lance Archer. There was a booking, a scheduled match for Lance Archer. They sold tickets. Archer couldn't make it. They'd already sold tickets, so they figured we've got to give an IWGP US Championship match. So they stripped him and did a match. Moxley has never been advertised. So at this point, there are no plans to strip the guy. But... If it turns out that, like, nothing is ever going to work out, this pandemic is not going to end for a million years, he'll be stripped. Otherwise, they're going to give it a few months until he can go to Japan and defend it. To me, it's almost like officially put the belt on ice, uh, which, you know, it is, it is essentially anyway, or go ahead and, and figure out something with Kent and now have an interim championship and go with it. Because if you're going to tease things with, with with contracts and stuff like that, go ahead and have an interim title and do something with it. We are sorry, but the show has ended. Goodbye. Back in a moment, Observer Live. Hey, travelers. Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Matthew. Huh? Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years... 
including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect, so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. And obviously anything is possible in pro wrestling, but another thing to think about with Moxley and New Japan is he lost the AW title well over a month ago. And if he was going to Japan, why didn't New Japan announce this a week ago or two weeks ago? Why didn't they make a match? I mean, obviously there's a very limited number of tickets can be sold, but you know what they want to do is they want to sell New Japan World subscriptions. You know what exploded New Japan World? When Jericho worked the Tokyo Dome. These big-time North American superstars got these people in America to buy New Japan World to see their match at the Tokyo Dome. You think New Japan's idea is, oh man, we got John Moxley. We're not going to advertise it. It's going to be a complete surprise, and he's just going to run out. Run out and do what? Wrestle? Who's he going to wrestle? Everyone's booked. So no, it doesn't make any sense for John Moxley to be on the show tonight. And if he is, I'm going to really want that ghetto hat. It's time for me to take over. I think, unfortunately, uh, too many cases of COVID are taking over in, in Tokyo, and we're going to get through these shows, but we'll see what happens after that because it looks like things may be contracting very fast over there, and I don't think it's very smart for too many people to be going over there right now that don't need to. This person says, run in on night one, advertise for night two. So who's he wrestling on night two? Who's he defending the title against? Who, Jay White? I mean, wait, uh, who is? What are you talking about? These people are fantasy booking here. Why Why it would be a surprise? Why would you not advertise on night one? You don't want anyone to watch night one of the Tokyo Dome on New Japan World? You only want them yeah. to watch night two? It doesn't make any sense. It, it does, and this whole thing doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's fun to fantasy book all this stuff, but they would have had him there for the press conference. It's just you don't do this with that level of talent, especially when they've been gone for that long. You don't make surprise appearances. I wouldn't do it at least. All right, everybody, we're out of time. Tokyo Dome tonight. Watch it. We're going to talk about it tomorrow. It's going to be a lot of fun. Myself and Vinny and Craig tonight, a Saturday night's main event. Later on in the evening, Dave and I talking Tokyo Dome and more. Don't miss out, everybody. And that's it. Thanks, Mike, as always. Callers and listeners, everybody in the studio. Talk to you next time. Wrestling Observer Live. <laughs>